I had such a self-loathing moment where I was like in Atlanta, like my career's over. I'm not New York. I'm not in LA. And it wasn't until I was like sitting in that shit that literally everyone found me and my career kind of took off. So it's a very glass half full moment where I finally had like, I think my comedy became more rich and, and, and better because I had a new perspective. I had like been through some shit, you know? You're listening to the Almost 30 Podcast, hosted by Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsek. Almost 30 started as a conversation about the transition from our 20s to our 30s. But then we realized life is full of transitions. So we expanded our mission. We are an intuition-led, wellness-focused lifestyle podcast that promises to deliver authentic conversations, diverse points of view, and insights rooted in optimism, growth, and intention. The Almost 30 Nation community is a group of purposeful dreamers who are smart, passionate, and always seeking the full potential in every aspect of their lives. At Almost 30, we're making magic together. We dream it, and then we do it. Thanks so much for tuning into the Almost 30 podcast. Here we go. Welcome to Almost 30 podcast. Hey. Hello. Uh, welcome. <laughs> welcome, Pedal McMahon fans. <laughs> oh, yeah. Some people might be listening to us for the first yes. time because Heather shared. Wow. Well, we are bigger fans of Heather than you are. Truly. Just kidding. But it's, it's, a, it's quite the obsession. She's even cooler and kinder and funnier and, and more thoughtful in person than you could imagine. Yes. She's the best. It's so funny how she's very, she's so much herself and so wild on Instagram at the same time. She lets us in on what's going on with her personally, her family, her relationship, and just such a way that makes you laugh and also makes you feel like, Oh, wow. Okay. So she like goes through that stuff too. And so when I met her, it was, I kind of feel what people tell us about us, which hopefully doesn't sound indulgent, but it's like, you just feel so familiar. Mm, Yeah, that's true. And we were not worried that we hadn't met her, but doing a live show, not having met our guest is always, you know, could be a risk, but didn't, didn't blink. It was just like- it was so fun, so natural. We just laughed. Laughed and laughed. And I'm so excited for you guys to listen. So in this episode, we have the live recording that we did at Chelsea Music Hall with all of the Almost 30 podcast community and Heather's fans and friends. And it was a blast. Yeah. She she shares really funny stories. She uh, is actually on tour now. So heatherontour.com, you can find her newest tour dates. But her describing, you know, her fans and audience that have come out to see her in places like Tampa and just the funny things that have happened had me on the damn floor. The white claw train. The white claw train. <laughs> She's like, there's white claw cans lined up on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I love her. Um, but for the people that are new, so Almost 30 is a podcast that Lindsay and I started three years ago when we were transitioning from our 20s to our 30s. And we felt like it was a very confusing time. I don't know if y'all are in that, but it can be crazy. You know, you're, you might be in a job you love, but most people don't always love what they do. And I was in that situation where I was really felt lost at work and in my career and even in friendships, you know, friends Mm -hmm. transition after college in a lot of ways. Um, I think, you know, you're friends with people in college because of proximity 
And a lot of times, and so once you get older and your priorities change and things change, so do your friends a lot of times, which is a really beautiful thing. But there's just a lot happening. So we wanted to open up the conversation because we didn't want to feel alone. And we wanted to bring on experts or funny people like Heather and just all come together in this beautiful thing we called life. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's changed our lives to be able to have conversations around this and be really honest and not act like we have it all together. So I think that's part of part of the healing too is just being able to talk about it. So that's why the community has been just so important. So yeah. wherever you're listening from, most likely we have an almost 30 ambassador nearby who is creating community in that city or town or region. And it's it's pretty amazing. You know, they're they're having like yoga classes in backyards or volunteering together or helping each other move or having girls' nights, moon circles, you name it. We, we've seen it. So we're just really proud to be a part of this and um, we are on tour as well. So check out our tour dates, almost30podcast.com slash tour. We'd love to meet you as well. Maybe we should just go on tour with Heather. I'm down. Okay. <laughs> we could be stage hands. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. I'm like, I'll just like I'll be your fidget with the lights. Truly, truly. I'll be a bouncer. I'll fidget with the lights. I'll move chairs around, <laughs> whatever. And our live show went just so smoothly. And we'd like to thank Chelsea Music Hall. We'd love to thank our team, Tiffany and Chloe, who are with us in New York uh, for that particular Tommy. show. Tommy. Asher. Tea Creamy. Tea Creamy just, just killed the video Killed game. the video. Asher took gorgeous photos. Yeah. Asher Gardner uh, is our photographer in New York and mm-hmm. she's insane. Yeah. And she's the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. I love her. Those eyebrows. It hurts. Every time. She looks like an anime character. Oh my God. Right? Because it's just way. like the most beautiful porcelain skin, little nose, Uh huh. great teeth, big eyes, great brows. It's like, what? <laughs> I know. <laughs> and someone draw you? <laughs> and at fake Timmy Kramer is our videographer. Yeah. I just want to shout him out. He's awesome, but don't, don't, don't use them. Don't, yeah, don't, don't reach out. He's pretty much booked. We need them. Yeah, for the it's rest like a $50,000 minimum. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. Well, we, we really wanted to get into this episode ASAP so you can enjoy our conversation with Heather. Again, this is a live show. So we are on stage. We are using mics. So it doesn't sound like this studio quality, but it's really great quality. It's just a little bit more uh, lively and you can hear the crowd, which is exciting. Here we go. Here we go. Enjoy. I honor where we are and we just could not be more thankful and excited that you're here and that Heather McMahon is here. She's, wow, the best. We were backstage. She's like, everyone says our faces are the same. I'm like, (laughs) Um, Uh, honestly, the sweetest, coolest human, period. I think... Showbiz will get to her in a a little bit, but um, she's honestly the kindest, funniest person, and we are so glad to have her here. Yeah, Heather is an incredible, incredibly talented comedian, Instagram star, (laughs) truly. Um, She has her podcast, Absolutely Not, which is hilarious. Uh, She's an actress, and she is new to the city, so please, please give her some big love. Heather McMahon! Man! There she is! Yes! We got cords. Hi, ladies. Hi, honey. Thanks for having me. Give me another. Give me another one. (laughs) Namaste. 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 
Are we zen? Are we are our pussies loose? I don't know. What do you say? <laughs> you guys are all about like wellness and finding your light. So I hope we're all centered. <laughs> How we doing? Hi everyone. This is great. I love this space. Ah, hi. This is intimate. I'm feeling it. Totally. Is every, I need to like position. Where do we stick in is with it, this the is how is this Girls sit, right? Yeah. This is literally how I sit all the time. I'm like, what's happening here? Let's squeeze yeah, it. Okay. I would cross my legs, fine. but I, I busted through both of these kneecaps today. <laughs> like, you know when you have like your cool ripped jeans and then they get down to like one thread? Mm-hmm. That's where they're at. So I'm just, I can't do this, but we're doing it. <laughs> we're so pumped you're here. So Thanks for having me. We've been us. such fans forever. Thank you. This is wild. This is wild. Uh, it feels like Heather blew up overnight. Right. But I know damn well that it wasn't overnight. No, 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 no. I'm like a feral cat. I've just been clawing my way up for the last, like, 12 years. Um, yeah, everybody kind of thinks that it's so funny when I'm out, like, out and about, because everyone's so engaged, and they come up to me, and I love it. But they're like, oh, my God, I found you last week. Like, I discovered you. And I'm like, bitch, I've been at this <laughs> for 12 years, but I'm... But thank you, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's been a hustle, it's been a grind, but I'm I'm just so honestly, I don't mean to sound cheesy, I am so humbled and grateful, and just for ev- each and every one of you that supported me, it means the world. Yeah. So before you got real big, yeah. what were you doing? You were at your parents? Yeah, so... In the I, ATL. Yeah, I was in the ATL, so I was living in LA right before that, I was like thriving, thought I was just like such a star. Um, literally, I was working at a gym, like making $12 an hour, <laughs> if that. I had to clean up like people's blood all the time. <laughs> No, I literally knew it was like time to go when somebody, I worked at SoulCycle and somebody bit their tongue in half and they bled everywhere. And my what? job was to go in and clean it up. I didn't even get a thank you. And I was like, fuck this, I'm done with the fitness industry. But yeah, so I was living in LA doing the damn thing and then my, my dad got cancer real quick and passed very suddenly. It was a very quick turnaround and so it's like from the day of diagnosis to the day of death, it was a week. So it happened very quickly. Yeah, it's wild. So, so I just kind of like picked up. I was like, what do you do? I went back, moved back, it, literally in the house with my mom and I was trying to figure out the new grieving process of like what she was going through, what I was going through. My sister was in Atlanta. But it was interesting. I had such a self-loathing moment where I was like in Atlanta, like my career over. I'm not New York. I'm not in LA. And it wasn't until I was like sitting in that shit that literally everyone found me and my career kind of took off. So it's a very glass half full moment where I finally had like, I think my comedy became more rich and, and, and better because I had a new perspective. I had like been through some shit, you know? So what was it like living at home with mom for that period of time? First year, we were we almost killed each other multiple times. Because you're not used, you're like 30, and then all of a sudden, they're just like, she, my mom's like, wow, this is a mess, you know? <laughs> you know, you're going to eat Who all of that? You, you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah, and, and then it was just magical, but, you know, I kind of got to the point where I joined my, like, I would just hang out at my parents' country club and just, like, drink Chardonnay at 4 o'clock, so, you know. Yes! To country clubs, yes. Yeah, I would just play bridge and like hang out with a bunch of old ladies. And honestly, I fucking thrived. I did get in trouble though, because I would, you know, to take the edge off, like I couldn't sleep at night, so I'd smoke weed. And then I would walk around my mom's gated community and just spy on the neighbors. <laughs> I called it like neighborhood watch, but you know, when you're a little high, like I would just make up shit and then I would stir the pot in the HOA and it was wild. They, they didn't, they were glad to see me go. Yeah. Yeah. And then when did you get to New York? I, 
got to New York in June. Okay. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Oh, Give us God. the deal. I love the trash. The trash. All right. I mean, yeah, there's a, you know, the rats everywhere. You got to watch your ankles. They're going to nip you and get you. Somebody called de Blasio. The trash is a fucking shit show. Yes. Anybody here working the government, do some shit. Go to work. Um... You know, it's funny. New York is one of those cities. I lived here when I was in my early 20s. I had the energy to do it then. Now mama's just like a little tired, you know? <laughs> Everything's kind of a bitch. Like before when I was in my 20s, I'd work, I worked in the restaurant biz. You know, that's how yeah. you paid your bills. I'd work like three brunch shifts in a row and then go out party all night and I could like hang. Now, if I take like two subway stops, I'm like traumatized. <laughs> I'd like go home, put on a weighted blanket, call my therapist and just like decompress. <laughs> Um, so it's a lot. But I will say this about New Yorkers in general. You know, I would say this. L.A., they give you the L.A. invite. Like, y'all are down-ass chicks. But in L.A., people are just so, like, panicked all the time about what's going to happen to them next. They're like, is this an opportunity? Like, are you stealing something from me? I say people in L.A. will stab you in the back and the throat at the same time. But people in New York will literally do whatever. They're like, oh, what, what, what do you do? You do comedy? Great. Like, do you want to be in my show? Like, tonight? Can you be there right now? Great. You got a role. I think you're cute. Let's do this. Like, New Yorkers just hustle and work and I'm here for it yeah 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 so when you were younger like when you were in Atlanta like what was your dream and like let's track it in terms of like did things go the way you planned like just in terms of like the realistic part about it well I've never had like realistic goals my high school yearbook no I haven't ever I've always been overly confident. Like, even when I was, like, the chubbiest kid in the fourth grade, I was like, I am so fucking cute. Homecoming court. Watch out. Um, yes. Um, so my high school yearbook quote, this is actually embarrassing, is live from New York. It's Saturday night. Oh, yeah. 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 Because I always wanted to be on SNL. And now I'm like, if they won't cast me, I'll just be a host. Do you know what I mean? I'll show up, I'll get the, like, the free meal from Nobu, I'll do my day, and then I get to like, leave and go to like, my other sitcom. So, yeah. yeah. I just wanted to act and be funny. I mean, I did stand-up in high school, and this was just my passion. I'm, I just like to be filled with joy. Life's hard enough. Like, let's giggle, you know? Did you ever feel, real, like, were you ever like, damn, I'm, this isn't going to happen? Like... Uh, there were so many times. Yeah. Let me tell you something. This business is so hard, and you get told no so many times that you're just kind of like, well, fuck it. But that's the thing is a lot of people, you, you, can, you can either handle it and, and take it, or it kills you. And I, honestly, my mom's a savage, so there's nothing that a casting director could ever tell me that my own mother hasn't told me. Oh yeah, I mean, Robin just really keeps it 100, so... <laughs> I mean, the business is hard and you have to just have your eye on the prize. You know, I've been doing this since I was like 15 and really like professionally doing it for like 10 years. So people think like, oh, it just happened on Instagram overnight. I'm like, no, no, no. I've been planting the seeds forever. It's funny. Does everyone, does anyone else have a mom that's like that? That'll just like call you on your shit? We were in Ohio. I'm from Ohio. We were in Ohio recently on tour. Yeah, Ohio, baby. Yes. We were at an interview the other day, and the guy was like, O-H, and I was like, O-H, baby. He's like, that's not how it goes. It's O-H-I-O. I'm like, oh, well, haven't been for a while. But my mom was there, and my mom was like, you know, I want to tell you something about your guys' outfits. 
for tour, for our event. She's like, yours is okay. And Lindsay, what'd she say? She was like, and Lindsay, I'm not so sure about that skirt that you had on. No, it, she was like, wasn't she hot? Yeah, she's like, <laughs> and Lindsay, I'm not so sure about yours. I think you might have been really hot. We're like, oh, didn't ask. Thank you, And then Terry. she called us the next day, and she's like, you know, I got to tell you, I'm really disappointed. Listen to this one episode, and t- started talking about these episodes she's disappointed in. We're like, oh, okay. Never a positive note. Never. Never. I loved episode 36. Never. It's like, you were both hussies on that last <laughs> one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. What, uh, so... On Instagram, I'm just fascinated by your like full on just exposing in the best way you and your life and like what you're going through and also like your characters that are channeled through you. Like there is no fucking rules, which I love. Like the, I just feel like we scroll through scroll through Instagram so fucking filtered, and it's like you're a breath of fresh air. So what is like your relationship truly like with Instagram? It was very cathartic for me. Like, I basically was going on these horrific auditions. When I say horrific, it's like, tired mom of four. And I was like 22. I'm like, I don't have four kids. (laughs) Fuck, I need Botox and like a lot of work. You know, I play like the the sassy, funny hooker. But she's still a hooker. But she's like, got a little pizzazz. Um, You know, and I I had this like comedy background. I was like, I just want to start putting up things that make me laugh. So originally I started when Instagram first came out, I would just put up these characters that brought me joy. And then when I moved home to Atlanta, I started kind of talking really authentically about like the situation I was in because it made me, it made me laugh and it was funny and cathartic. And then I was blown away by how many people reached out and they're like, holy shit, I just moved home. I'm dealing with this. Thank you for being honest about that. And I think once you're honest, you just can't go back. And I also don't know how to use Facetune. It's too hard. <laughs> like my my hands are really big, so I don't know how these girls like zoom in and like whiten shit. I don't know how to do it. So you know, it's just me. What What are some crazy ass DMs you get? Like, what are some crazy? You get their DMs are probably insane. They're honestly, it's ninety nine percent love. But then, like, I got a woman today who's just like, I really think Jeff should uh, trim his beard. He looked really <laughs> great, clean shaven. And I go, hands off, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? I was like, thank you, Karen. Like, I'm good. Um, I get a lot of like men asking, you know, be my bride, yes. And I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's always fun because it makes me feel like I still got it. <laughs> I literally haven't got one dick pic. Yeah. I'm like, I haven't got one. I'm like, is this telling me something? No. Like, should I be getting more dick no pics? No blurred images? I don't get any blurred really? images. I don't get any. Wow. Yeah. Do you show those to, Je- like, the, the bride inquiries oh. to Jeff? Yeah. And they're okay. like, here is my Venmo. Send me cash. And Jeff's <laughs> like, go for it, man. Go for it. Yeah. No dick pics. I need more dick pics. If you're out there and you want to show me your penis, we'll rain. Time's up. We'll rain. Me too. Yep. On me. Yep. <laughs> I want to know more about Jeff. Jeff? Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, the Italian say. Yeah. Oh, settle down. Y'all have created a monster, okay? Between my mom and Jeff, like, Jeff will get recognized out on the street, and he's, he's like, this real estate development, or he's, like, an engineer. I don't really know what the hell he does. He was walking into one of his buildings in Soho, and he has his hard hat on, and this girl runs up to him and is like, oh, my God, the Italian stallion. And he was like, do you want a photo? I was like, oh, okay. Excuse me. So she took a photo, and it, Jeff was with one of his, like, construction guys, and like, who the fuck are you? Like, what are you, dude? 
He's like, don't ask, I'm the Italian stallion. And then they beat the shit out of him. No, Jeff acts like he's like, you know, wants to be in the background and then the lights hit him and he's just like on. I've created a monster. Where did you guys meet? Um, uh, we met, okay. You want the honest yes. story? Which app, honey? Okay, no, 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 not an app. We're old, nine years ago. I, fuck, I, I was technically dating his best friend. Whoa. Does not leave who's this the, room. Who yeah. does not leave this room? Who's the best man in our wedding? <laughs> Very casually. We hadn't even like, He's I don't like, even think you know I what? touched his genitals yet. I don't want yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah, we, I was dating his friend very, very casually. He was a great guy. I'm obsessed with his wife and his kids. They're great. But Jeff came in town, and Jeff was like, hey, you know, my buddy really likes you. I wanted to meet you. And he said I was the first person he had heard things about that actually, like, I lived up to it. But I'm going to tell you this. I swear to God, he walked in the bar, and I go, said out loud, I go, that's my husband. I said, that's who I'm going to marry. Mm. So that night, I turned to his buddy, and I go, I think we're better off just friends. <laughs> and six months later, we went on a date, and that was it. I just knew. Like, I just knew. Yeah. Uh, but when I look back at the photo, we took like a group photo that night. Jeff looked like, like he was going through something medically. <laughs> he had no hair, pale as anything, was sweating through his sweater, almost jaundice. It was not a good look, but I was You're like... You're like, he's the one. Yeah, literally. <laughs> this is it. You're like, yeah. he's weak. He's yeah. the one. He's the one. <laughs> yeah. He can't go anywhere. Yeah. It was just hard dating in New York. I mean, it's hard in general. I don't know if, God, God yeah. forbid, Jeff were to get hit by a bus tomorrow. I don't know what I'd do. Yeah. I don't even know when people are, like, hitting on me now. Like, I got hit I, on in my elevator yesterday, and I was just like, what is happening? <laughs> like, I don't know how to pick up on it. I don't. What was he saying? He was just, you know, like, totally. like I think he could have been just cross-eyed, but <laughs> I thought he was, like, making like, eyes at me. Will you, and hit, I was will like, you hit 22? He's like, will you hit yeah. floor 22? <laughs> You're like, oh, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I thought he was flirting. He just had a lazy eye. So. <laughs> yeah. But, but I mean, Jeff's just a great guy. And I think truly, I, I don't know if I need to see a therapist about this. I am marrying my father. Even down oh. to like what he eats for breakfast. I'm like, it's insane. She's marrying her, her dad too. Yeah, you're marrying your dad? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I marry your dad. <laughs> well, even like down to like Jeff's chest hair. When I first met him, he thought he was supposed to like shave it. And I was like, no, 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 zaddy. You grow that out. I'm weird. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You close your eyes, you're like six again. You're like, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Truly. Yeah. My dad had a hairy chest, too. I think most dads did. Did anyone's dad shave their chest? Damn. Yeah, that would be no, early right? adopter. No, everyone's dad had a hairy chest. Okay. That I was don't the like vibe. a smooth man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't. Same. That's just my personal preference. I want to talk about some absolutely nots. Yeah. Should we get into it? Yeah. Yeah. I love when you talk. Yes. Yeah. Some absolutely nots on the pod. It's a safe space to bitch. Yes. Y'all, please do not tell anybody how I met Jeff. Have you never told that? No, and my friends, I can't believe I'm saying this. I haven't even had a drink. Does Jeff know? Yes, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You and yeah. the best friend, every time you see each other, you're like, what's up, man? Yeah. I mean, it, it was a very PG-13 relationship, but, like, he's the best man in our wedding, and Sean's oh, like, I'm so, I just told you his name. He's like, I'm so glad y'all are, so glad y'all ended up together, and I'm like, that's what's up. That's what's up. I gotta go. My that's man. my time. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we're just putting it on the podcast. So, yeah, uh, it's fine. 
What what are some recent absolutely nots? Me and Lindsay were kind of brainstorming some of our absolutely nots, and it's been refreshing to be in New York, truly, to give us some. Oh, you want like New York ones? Yeah. Let's think of an absolutely not. Okay, well, I mean, I said it before, but the trash is so out of control. And here's the thing. It's on, like, it's on all the different, like, odd streets on, like, a Tuesday, at least in my neighborhood. So I physically can only walk the avenues Monday through Wednesday. Because what happens is there's so much garbage that the little rats run in between the street. So after, like, 3 p.m., you cannot walk down any, like, even-numbered street. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. I'm not here for it. I have these rat-squirrel combos that are outside my building. I'm sure you've seen them on Instagram. It's like, I want you to imagine if a rat and a squirrel had a baby and then, like, did crystal meth together. That is what is outside my building. And I saw this dude fucking feeding the squirrels today. And there's signs everywhere that say, do not feed them. We actually got a memo in our neighborhood that said, child has been attacked. Why are you eating that? (laughs) This guy's just out there spreading seed. With like, yeah, just, it's awful. It's awful. Also, can I be honest, the restaurant scene, everyone's like, the best restaurants in New York are in New York. No, it used to be great. Then it, the rent got too damn high and everyone moved to Austin. You know, I don't That's know where to eat truth. anymore. I go to my two places. And other than that, like, if there's like loud music in a restaurant and like, there's like somebody, you know, handing your breath mints in the bathroom. I'm like, is this a nightclub? I gotta get out of here. You know, I just want to dim some. Like, it's too aggressive. <laughs> Yeah, you had an absolutely not that I kind of related to, and I felt like everyone would relate to that you discussed on your podcast about uh, friends who don't want you to win. And I just thought it was it's kind of a serious one, so take a moment. But like, it it just is so interesting because as we get older, it's kind of like just life where you like friends are just naturally dropping off out of your life because they're not supporting you or you're not supporting them, whatever it is. So like, how do you feel about that? Especially as where you are in your life now with your career. I mean, I feel really blessed. I do. I am still best friends with like my, my OGs from high school and and growing up. Yes. Also, they just know way too much shit on me. So you got to keep them real close. Um, You know, creatively, I've had to break up with, like, creative partners because you just never, you never know. And it's, it's sad. I, I had an interview today and somebody was like, what do you think about women supporting women in the industry? And I'm like, great. I support other women. There's room for everybody at the table. You and I are not the same. You and I are not the same. We all have something different. But unfortunately, the industry, I think, pins people against each other. And it's shitty. But if you just say, I, I have my, like, specific point of view, my voice is different than anybody else's voice. Just keep rolling with it, you know? But just sleep with one eye open. Yeah. (laughs) What would you say to people that maybe have a friend of theirs that doesn't want them to win? Like, what would be some advice? What have you done? Well, if you're even, like, sort of second-guessing, like, I feel like this girl, you know, doesn't want me to win, just, just unfortunately, I think you got to let it go. Kill her. You got to kill her. That's about it. You got to kill her. (laughs) Just kill her. No garbage day. (laughs) Throw them out. I mean, I had to break up with a creative partner because after my dad died, I don't think she understood that I kind of needed to take a second. And then when good things started to happen, it was a, it was the weirdest thing. I was like, I just went through something really shitty. Can like, I catch a break for a second? Um, and it sucks, you know? And you'll go through relationships and hopefully we will circle back in a year when, you know, she's doing big things and hopefully we'll get to that place. But I kind of had to have that honest conversation that was like, your negative energy is killing me. Really killing me. And that's hard for me. If I'm around negative people, I just get like sad and tired, you know, and like I need a snack. I need to get my blood sugar back up, you know. 
because I mean, listen, my dad always said, he's like, you cannot control what happens to you in life. You can only control your attitude. So shit is going to happen. Life is going to be really hard. But if you take that moment and say, all right, how can I spin this to make something good out of it? Then you're winning. I'm basically Deepak Chopra. Okay. <laughs> also, can I get a white wine? It's hot as hell up here. Yeah, we're steamy. If anybody can up. get me a fresh white Yo. wine at the bar, I'd appreciate it. We gotta, we gotta reach 150 on the bar limit. Anyway, yeah, 1500. Yeah, yeah. Let's get that. Um, what was the last thing you bought at Home Goods? The last thing. Ooh, I'm trying to stay away from the tchotchkes, but. I just have an abundance of throw pillows to the point where it's like a problem. Jeff counted on our couch. There's one, two, three, four, five, six. We have 10 on our couch. 10 separate pillows on our couch. That's the only thing I hoard is pillows. I swear to God. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What was the last thing you bought at Home Goods? Uh, last thing I bought at Home Goods was a mirrored side table, which yeah. they are abundant at Home Goods. Yes. So not unique. Thought right. it was unique. Not unique. <laughs> It's a low moment. I bought the yeah. I bought some pillows. I still have the tags on them because I'm like maybe I'll return them and they don't fit. But I was like one day I'm like I feel like I should go to Home Goods. Spent like five hundred dollars on like bullshit and then I'm like this doesn't even fit. There's like an anchor on my like shelf. I'm like okay nautical theme a little bit. I was like we're gonna get like an elephant. I'm like. I like elephants, so I'll put that up there. <laughs> I'm waiting for a Heather McMahon Home Goods partnership where oh, your Nina. your sayings are on yes. canvas. Yeah, we need that. Like yes. absolutely not, or yeah. whatever. Oh, you know, you're an angel. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Cheers. <laughs> Thank you, honey. You know I love a good shard. Shard so hard. <laughs> mm. Yes, refreshing. <laughs> you know what I want? I want to just be able to like go to Home Goods, drink openly, no judgment. Can I be honest? I buy the snacks there, and I know they're old. I know they fell off the back of the truck. You know, you get those like gluten-free coconut chips, and they were like from '97, but I still get them. I love a soft potato chip. Do you yes. know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Chewy. Yeah. And I'll just buy like old supplements. They're like vitamin E oil for your, you know, I don't know, just anything. Elbows. Just, elbows, yeah. I mean, I put it other places, but stay young however you have to. <laughs> we were also talking about she's on tour and yeah. your girls get wild. Yeah, they kind of lost their damn mind. <laughs> I swear to God, like, the mayor of Charleston is still like, I, I do declare this, this city got too wild. I apologize. Please come back. Well, it was a two-part. Like, I, the cool thing is, and what y'all have done, is you build this community of people who are all, like, just down to clown and have a good time. And, and I think that's the coolest thing. But I think people kind of forgot that, like, I came from a comedy background. I'm a performer. So, you know, when you have a whole planned show, and then you get there, and there's 65 White Claw cans lined up on the stage, and two women are just like lit, light a, like a live cigarette and they're like tell us about your mom <laughs> you're like we'll get there but let me just like do my act real quick it was wild it was so much fun but we did have a couple people throw up on themselves <laughs> am I allowed to tell these stories? yeah a woman shit her pants in Tampa <laughs> In Tampa, okay. need we say Tampa, more? Say, say it no makes more. a lot of sense. Florida is a whole nother beast. 
Security. Okay, so we had two shows. I had a seven o'clock and a nine o'clock, and security came up to me like the guy was like, oh, he just looks so upset. He's like, there are women outside just peeing in the bushes. <laughs> And uh, a woman just like left her designer jeans and her underwear and she shit they're herself. They're like true religion. Yeah, it's like these designer jeans. Yes. <laughs> and people saw the woman in the bathroom, but they never saw her leave. So I don't know if she like just put a giant Chanel bag in front of her vagina and just like walked out. Like, I don't know how she left the place. So my only thing is if you come to the shows, we're gonna have the best time ever, but I just want to make sure you like get home safely. You know what I mean? <laughs> Do you have a safe word? Do you have a buddy? That's all I want to make. That, I just feel like I'm liable at some point, you know? I saw the, did you see the Travis Scott documentary? And he's like, yeah. And people are like crowd surfing and then he'd be like, oh, okay, that one's down. He's bleeding. Like, let, make sure he comes to the front. Yeah. I feel like that's going to be you in six months. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I want you to practice like, well, one, directing the crowd surf. One woman in Charleston, and it maybe it was because they had like just survived the hurricane. They were just like ready to party. But I will say the hurricane is not an excuse for DUIs. Like, everyone in Charleston and Florida was just like, I got a DUI last night. Survived the hurricane. I'm like, just stay home and drink, you know? <laughs> But one woman in, um, in Charleston, she, they were selling like full bottles of wine at the venue and she was like third row where you are and she literally, security came up like, hey ma'am, she had two bottles of wine in her hand. They're like, hey ma'am, we just want to make sure that like, you know, just like keep it down a little bit. And she was like, you can't tell me what to do. Took one of the bottles of wine and just poured it on her head. <laughs> and the security guard was like, well, I guess I can't. Like, what do I do? And I'm watching this go down like I'm in the middle of a punchline. I'm just like, God damn, Charleston. It was wild. She's got like a Make America Great Again hat on. She's like, you can't tell me what to do. You know what? It was just, it was a measure of things. And then a woman got arrested outside the show. And I'm not like shitting on Charleston. I had the time of my life. But a woman got arrested outside. The cops picked her up out of the bushes and she just put her jewel in the air and was like, forever young. Like, I was like, I don't know the vibe that I'm giving off to my audience. I do not do angel dust on the weekends. I have a crisp Kindle Jackson Chardonnay, and I call it a night, okay? So, yeah, it was wild. Holy moly. Other than that, I love touring. <laughs> Oh, and I know, you, I know you love reality TV. Oh, all of it. So I want to know what you're obsessed with right now. I mean, I live for your commentary, live commentary on stories, but I'd love to know what you're obsessed with right now, what's I'm, happening. Uh, forever, forever, all the housewives to me. Yeah. You know you made it when, like, I mean, I just want to be asked. Let me, let me just join New York for, like, a minute. I'll be the poor one, but I just want to be on it. Um, love that. Love 90 Day Fiance. So I, I truly I watch them all. Yeah. What do you watch? Favorite housewife mm. of all time, Sonia. Sonia Morgan. Oh wow. Oh really? Wow. Erica Jade. Oh Erica Jade. Erica yes. Jade. Have you seen Sonia though recently? No. Oh wow. Oh, snatched. Give me a little like. Give her a little taste a of taste. like what's happening with Sonia. Uh, it's the face is just like it's twite and. She, one day she's on the sauce, the next she's off. It's just a lot going on. Yeah, and I'm here for it. I did it. see the one where she hit, or she fell and she hit the table. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I wasn't that drunk. But she was like, 
and like face fell into like a glass Poor table thing. in front of everyone. See, Erica Jane was smart. Erica Jane does not drink on the show. If you notice yeah. that, she'll maybe sip sh- champagne, and she said it at one of the reunions. She's like, these, she was like, these dumb bitches drink. I just drink Coca Cola, so I have my wits about me. I'm like, because you're a god, Erica Jane. <laughs> if I was on the show, I, I mean, I just accepted a white wine from a random woman. <laughs> Who knows what's in this? Hopefully a good time, wherever you are. I love a below the deck. Do you love below the deck? What's Captain, what is it, Ron? Captain Dan? Captain Lee! (laughs) Honestly, I'd hit it. And who? Sam Lee? That is a full silver beard. Sandy. Oh, and Sandy. Sandy. Sandy, I love. I'd I'd hit that too, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, there's something about just like being in the open air with the salt and the wind and... Maritime law that just really gets me hot. Yeah. I mean, could you ever imagine yachting knowing what goes on? Mm. <sighs> no. Sorry, I don't know. No, no, I, I, I couldn't. Like, knowing that, like, what the crew has to yeah. go through. And I would not- be so interested and want to be a part of it. Yeah. I feel like it's so much more exciting than eating grapes and, like, caviar. Caviar. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm like, so I'd be, like, just pop down into the bunk beds and be like, so who's beefing? Tell me everything. <laughs> you know? Can I snuggle down here tonight? And they're like, ma'am, you paid a million dollars for three days. Please go up to your quarters. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're being a diva just because. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Y'all, my, my sticky ball is going to fall off my tits. No, I'm, it's going to be these lights. The lights of Hollywood. Okay, so I do, I do kind of want to know how you're feeling about where you are now. What is challenging? Where am I? Because now? people see you. I, I don't know where I am. People I really see don't. you like on Instagram and you're great, and they're like, "Oh my god, it's she's made it. It's everything." And I know you have, but it's more like, what is real about what's going on? Okay, well, I haven't made it. Only one check has cleared the bank. So, like Oprah said, always sign your own checks. Um, no, listen, I think it's the coolest thing. I will say, when I did the first co-host on the Today Show, I had yes, a yes, that was yesterday. Uh, no, no, that was I just popped in. I co-hosted a, um, a while ago with um, Jenna and Jenna. she was she was everything also I was so nervous during the like the commercial break I just leaned over to her and I was like your dad was the president <laughs> she was like uh-huh you cool you good yeah I geeked out I had <laughs> but it went it went well and I had one of those moments where it's really hard at this point in the game to really enjoy it because you're so terrified you're like okay this is happening oh my god uh, people are coming to my show like you're so excited but after the today show I went to like a fancy lunch with my mom my godmother and I had a full-blown panic attack at the table I didn't know what was happening and I think my body was just didn't know how to handle like that adrenaline rush and like being able to sit because the last three years have been so fucking hard and like Literally, I've been just crawling by and scraping by and trying to make it happen. So I was just like completely overwhelmed. I was like, I don't know how to handle. I mean, I have goosebumps right now. It's just crazy. So I'm, I'm just grateful. I'm so, I'm so grateful. In those three years, were you ever like, I'm going to serve again? Or were you ever like, I'm not going to do this anymore? Did you ever feel like there was a point where you're like, all right, this isn't working? I, I've never had a plan B. I did try to become a Delta flight attendant because... Hot. 
Delta Loyal. The best airline. Yeah. Honestly. I, I basically decided, I was like, I'm going to become a Delta flight attendant because that way at least I can travel the world on like somebody else's dime. I got to the final interview and they were like, no. <laughs> totally rejected me. Um, but the interesting thing is, is now that I'm getting to like go do behind the scenes tours with them and they like recognize me as somebody who's like kind of like been a positive influence for the brand and that's so full circle where you're like, you guys wouldn't even let me like serve peanuts in the air and now I'm like... Getting a VIP tour? Like, Who am I? You know? You're like, you wouldn't let me strap to a seat right by the toilet yeah. for a whole flight <laughs> yeah. cross country? Yeah. Um, but I'd never had a plan B. And also when you put shit on the internet like I do, like I'm a corporate liability, let's be honest. <laughs> I could never go to Bank of America tomorrow and then like pass an HR test, you know? <laughs> so it's fine. Any absolutely nots about flying? I feel like we've been flying a lot lately and I've just been a little bit more attuned to like, oh, fuck no. What is happening here? All of them. Everybody has a sense of entitlement. If you paid for a seat in cargo, chill the fuck out. You know what I mean? I mean, I've been there. I've literally been in zone. You're not going to make it, you know? <laughs> But it's wild to me when people just, you know, you're at the back of the airplane, we land, unless you're, here's the thing, you can smell when somebody has to make a connection. You look in their eyes, there's a smell to them, you're like, okay, I'm gonna let this guy get past me, he's gotta make it to Key Largo. But, <laughs> but when people like bum rush the aisles, when you don't help somebody up with like, you know, picking up their suitcase and putting in the overhead bin, it's wild. I've traveled with my mom some, and I, of course, like, am built like a horse, so I just, I'm like, mom, I got it. <laughs> You put her on your back. You're yeah. like, let's do this. <laughs> but it's been wild. I've seen grown women and men who just haven't like helped her out. And I'm like, she's got brittle bones. Help her. You know, it's, it's really wild. People aren't willing to help each other. And I find that sad. And, but we're going to bring it back. Because today's the day that I'm here to teach y'all about how to fly. <laughs> <laughs> we were on a flight the other day. And they're like, uh, about an hour into the flight is anyone here a doctor or a nurse? And no, everyone was like, no. Like, everyone was, no. And there was literally a woman, like, on the floor. Thankfully, she was fine. But it was a very dramatic, very dramatic thing. 30,000 feet in the air. Like, when you realize, like, I, I thought I had anxiety flying before because I would, like, think about how many... I have, like, uh, again, my imagination is very weird. So I would, like, look down and I'd think, oh, my God, there's how many people are pooping right now? Like, in their homes. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, in a square... Ra I'd, like, draw a circle around, and I'm like, oh, my God. Lots of poopers in Cincinnati. And, oh. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, my God, people can, like, get sick and possibly die on planes. This is scary. Right. All the way up. Anyway, sorry, that was a downer. But it's See, I'm not... Real. I mean, knock on wood, I'm not afraid of flying, because my grandfather yeah. was chief pilot for Delta for 40 years. My dad was a pilot for fun. And that, my dad always said, he's like, tell any of your friends who are afraid of flying, the pilots and the crew want to get there just as safely as you want to. You know, just remember that. Like, they want to go home and see their families. So just keep that in mind. I have a girlfriend who's deathly afraid of flying. I'm like, you think they want to crash too? Like, <laughs> chill out. And also only fly Delta because, you know, I know... You do learn that when your family works for the airlines. They're like, never get on it you know, like a continental flight because yeah, like we spirit. know the engineers and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> but that was years ago, so I don't People know. always realize like how dark I am when they're like, I'm so scared to fly. I'm like, I'm not really scared to die. They're like, what? I'm like, I think that'd be kind of a cool way to go. They're like, I mean, I just scared about this flight. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you, you mentioned your dad. I just wanted to ask mm -hmm. like what else 
what else has he taught you or whatever, what do you remember about him that really keeps you kind of motivated and, and on your stuff? Well, I am my father's daughter, like even down to like where my back fat is placed, like it's the same, same spot. Um, you know, my dad was just the coolest and I think he was frustrated when I was trying to get into the business because he was like very successful in what he did and he's like, God damn it, Heather, I don't know. He's like, I can't help you in this field. And I was like, Dad, you raised me right. I got this. Like just, I got to put in the time the way you put in the time. The biggest thing is, you know, I have a lot of girlfriends who don't have great relationships with their fathers for whatever that may be and I feel very blessed. I had 28 of the most amazing years with the raddest dad. So I take away from that, like, I am so fucking grateful. And then I tell my girlfriends who don't speak to their dads or whatever, I'm like, email them. Get those words out. Even if they don't respond to you, just get all the things out. Try and mend that relationship because life is too fucking short. It's too short. Yeah. I will say, just kind of like, um, God, I'm getting goosebumps again. Um, I, I ask for my dad to send me little messages sometimes. And I, and I know if you've ever lost somebody, when you really need it, they'll, they'll show themselves. And it was right before I went on stage in Charleston, which that was a doozy, we now know. But this is how my dad... A girl shits. Receiver. It's like a, yeah. when a girl shits, that's yeah, yeah, your yeah. message. But my dad was like, that was awesome! <laughs> So I had a moment backstage by myself and I was just so, I was sad. I, was, I had that moment where it's not the memories that I'm going to miss with my dad, like obviously, but it's the cool shit that's happening now that he's not here for. That's what hurts the most. And I walked out on stage and they had changed mics in between my, my, the mic stands. And on the bottom, nobody touched this. I asked all the guys backstage. There was a little sticker. The guy who had used the mic before me, his name was Kyle. My dad's name was Kyle. And there was a little sticker on the mic stand that said Kyle. And I had that moment when I walked out and I was just like, oh, he's here. He's here. Which is the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Goosebumps. I also sometimes wonder, can he see me having sex? But that's like a thing I need to talk to my therapist about. Like, I've literally been like mid-thrust being like, Jeff, do you think my dad can see (laughs) Jeff's like, you need to talk to someone. So, there is that. So sex is great. It's crazy. Sex is great. It's crazy. Do you remember my dad died? <laughs> You're like on top. You're like, oh my God, my dad died. It's crazy. <laughs> this was so sad. Jeff, keep going. <laughs> You're like, it's kind of turning me on now. <laughs> That's life. So I'd be the worst grief counselor. Like if you came to like my session, I would just, I'd share way too much. Like when you said earlier, you were like, Heather, how does it feel to like be an open book? I sometimes forget what I share. And so then people are always like, you're so raw. They always say raw. Yeah, oh like, my God. You're raw and real on the internet. And I'm like, I don't think that's a good thing. Know. You know? People are like, you're so brave. I'm like, what do you mean? Right. Because <laughs> like, I put on to jeans today. That, we didn't know if they were going to zip, but they did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine are trying to undo themselves right now. <laughs> it's bad. Oh, well, this has been amazing. A dream. Truly. Oh my God, this Truly. is a dream. Thank you guys. <laughs> this is <laughs> awesome. Y'all are the best. Truly. I love you. Love Heather. <sighs>
can I ask you real quick? Can you guys teach me how to be more grounded? I mean, the fact I don't know how to meditate. I don't know how to do. Yo, any of if we it. did what we did at your show, that would be the fucking funniest. If we can were, I like, pay every grounding? I think we can. Y'all please come and like Yo. open and do some grounding. We will open for you yeah, every great. city great. that you want. Yeah, it's well, it's interesting, like because shit does get fucking wild, right. and we found that when we didn't do it, I mean catch you later we're already on like planet pluto and we're not yeah. here and so i can like fix help. my hair and shit when everyone's like eyes are closed i'm like yeah we adjust yeah. <laughs> but yeah i mean la is very woo woo as y'all know so right. you know we 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 definitely are in it and we take what works and totally make fun of what doesn't but um, you do pay your rent even though mercury's in retrograde right yeah that's the thing <laughs> I had a girlfriend. I tried like, that once, but it didn't work. Yeah, I had a girlfriend who's like, Heather, I, I, my landlord's pissed, but like, I won't sign a check right now because Mercury's in retrograde <laughs> and you're not supposed to make strong financial decisions. I'm like, bitch, you're locked into a lease. You gotta <laughs> go ahead and cut that check. Like that kind of shit. It's funny. The landlords in LA, I will say, are very different from New York. New York, you have to have, what, 20 grand up front, give yeah. them their fir- your first child. First child. Yeah. And like in this LA, apartment is like shit. My yeah. landlord now he he dyes his beard black, so say no more. He's yeah. sixty, been single for he's been single his whole life, no yep. kids, no nothing. But his his tenants are his children, which is darling. So he creates this little community, and I was like, hey, so like, you know, what's the deposit? He's like, like a hundred dollars. I was like, what? Awesome. <laughs> I was like, I have that today. Great, yeah. let's do it. I love that. Yeah, it's great. So they they really trust because I think they're you know they just have a lot of you know air in their head at times. But it's it's beautiful. My I, la- I love my it. landlord at my old apartment, the Tropic Canyon. I lived right behind the Celebrity Scientology Center. That was a blast. Wow. She was a hoarder. Got you know, Melissa. If you're out there, give give your girl a call. She was a hoarder. She had, I'm not even kidding you, and I'm a cat lady, but she had like six cats. One of her cats died. She got its tattoo on her arm. She came and showed me, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. That's so light. She's like, yeah, it's in gray because I got the cat's ashes put into my tattoo. That's a thing. (laughs) Yep. So that that was my L.A. experience. Yeah. That's some L.A. shit. Yeah. In New York, they'd be like, nah. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. No, like no. Like put no. the cat outside. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. We love you, you so so much. Give it y'all. up for Heather McMahon. Thank you guys. I love y'all. That was so much fun. Oh, so much fun. Take me back. Uh, thank you to everyone that came out to our live show in New York. It was a blast. Thank you to Heather. You can follow her on Instagram at Heather McMahon. It's M-C-M-A-H-A-N. Um, and she is on tour. So go to heatherontour.com, find her tour dates. And she is the best. So we're so excited to have had her. And we are also on tour. So check out our tour dates, almost30podcast.com slash tour. We are headed to Australia, Sydney, and Melbourne coming up. And then we'll be back in LA for our live show December 7th at the Dynasty Typewriter. And then Miami. Miami, baby. December 12th. And our team is working hard on tour dates for 2020. We have some retreats happening in 2020 and very special things. So stay tuned. Follow us on Instagram at almost30podcast. You can get all the news and information there. You can follow me on Instagram. I'm Krista. It's at it's Krista. And I'm at Lindsay Simsick. Yes. And we will see you next time. Welcome to the fam. Love ya. Bye.